anything for no. it whatsoever. Yeah, touche, sir. You um, caught us on our game. I guess we got to go back in the Scooby-Doo mystery van and go somewhere else. Right? Yeah. Right. Hashtag busted. <laughs> <laughs> what up? It's the Trooper, and you're listening to Vegas Confessions. Peekaboo, you fucks, you. I see you, you motherfucker. Do you want to talk, or do you want to bet? We had two bags of grass, 75 pellets of mescaline, five sheets of high-powered water acid, a salt shaker half full of cocaine, a whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, screamers, lappers, also a quarter tequila, quarter rum, case of beer, kind of raw ether, two dozen in Counting cards is a foolproof system. It's also illegal. It's not illegal, it's frowned upon, like masturbating on an airplane. I'm pretty sure that's illegal too. Yeah, maybe after 9-11 where everybody gets insensitive. Thanks a lot, Ben Laden. Oh my god, it is episode 29. I think Vegas Confessions, um, and we have a surprise co-host. His name's Julian. Hey, good to be back, guys. How are you? <laughs> What's going on, man? Doing good, man. Been busy, but glad to be back. Uh, we missed you. You know, like I said, it was uh, we had to hold our lips up and our chin ups high, trying to make sure that we uh, did the last episode right by us. So. Um, but we missed you. And like, I must say, man, I'm going to give my hats off to you and Eric for Eric even bringing up the idea of, oh, you know what? Let's include Julian's laugh, man. I wasn't laughing at my dumbass laugh, even though I wasn't on the episode, that episode. So it was a good time. You know how hard it was f- to find that laugh, by the way, because I had to go through like three or four different episodes and go, okay, this one fits. This one, <laughs> well, we're not really talking <laughs> over each other. It was kind of, a, it was kind of a bitch, but it worked out. But, good uh, stuff. yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, Eric, how are you doing out there, man? Doing well, man. Doing well. Cool. So, um, you know, we're back again, and we're the three musketeers, as usual. Um, I'm going to kind of kick off some shout-outs, and we've got a little hodgepodge of things going on. A lot of this is going to kind of come from Eric, only because, you know, he's got his finger on the pulse of... Well, I don't know. Fuck whatever you call you got your finger on the everything. Pulse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So we're gonna kind of jump around a little bit, but a lot of this, um, we caught wind of some things that are happening, and we, you know, we just want to discuss it because it. I don't know. I don't know if some of these are a good outcome for where gambling's going or whatever. But you know, we'll elaborate and we'll go from there. So the first shout out, I want to reach out to uh, Joy and Norma Gibson, really good friends of the podcast. Um, and just friends in general, you know, we, we see them wherever we go. Um, their daughter, and they knew she was pregnant, but their daughter, actually, they found out she's going to have a little baby girl. And yeah. um, they are happy grandparents, or they soon to be. And uh, they actually texted us <laughs> personally just to say, hey, guess what? And uh, can't be more happier, you know, because they just really are, they just really are good people. So um, I was so choked up and teared up that I, I don't really have any more shout outs. So what do you guys got? I got a couple to kick off. Of course, I know you guys mentioned our buddy Mitchell when he gave us some love on National Podcast Day. But like you guys, I had no idea the day existed. So our buddy Just One One posted on Twitter giving us some love that day too, saying basically what a better way to kick off his National Podcast Day with listening to two of his favorite uh, podcasts. So again, I want to give him a shout out and a thank you. That means a lot, man. We love what we do. And, you know, that those words, I mean... They make us feel good, so we appreciate that. We also got reached out from a buddy named Glenn Nagara. 
he reached out to send us some love and to let us know, you know, he's loving our show and he sends a lot of love from the Netherlands. Oh, really? Also, cool. Yeah, really cool. Also, anonymously, uh, I received two Georgia SEC t-shirts randomly from whoever you are. Seriously, <laughs> thank you. Me and my wife really do appreciate it. And I know Eric's not going to tell me, but I appreciate whoever you are that just thought of us and to send us some shirts. That means a lot. And for those of you who don't know, our daughter just got a five-year scholarship for softball to the University of Georgia. So we're pretty stoked about that. Uh, congrats, man. So this, indi- this individual went to an SEC school himself and decided that he wanted to welcome uh, your family to the SEC. So that's what was behind those T-shirts. Wow, that's too, too cool. cool. That Thank too you. Cool. Thank you. Is that it on shoutouts for you, Jay? Yeah, that's it. Sorry. Yeah, that's it. All right. So I got I got shoutouts with stories. Nice. So yeah, so this this might run a little while. So if you don't like stories or shout-outs, you could fast forward. Um so the first shout-out uh goes to Low Country Buff at SCCU Buff. Nice. Um I've, I've mentioned him before. Uh, apparently he reached out to me on LinkedIn. So for those of you that may or may not know, I work in the financial services field. So any um, professional correspondence that goes in and out, uh, in or out, uh, has to be archived. So I don't use LinkedIn. So if you're trying to reach me, uh, sending me a message on LinkedIn isn't going to work. Um, um, Low Country Buff did use LinkedIn to reach out to me, and I just never saw it. So it turned out that he made a connection between me and somebody that he is doing business with. And out of the blue, he's at a uh, dinner in North Carolina with my cousin. What? Really? Yeah, yeah. So he's having dinner in North Carolina with my cousin, um, telling my cousin how famous I am, which uh, (laughs) outside of the immediate family, you know, I don't I don't talk about this. Nobody really knows. Um, (laughs) I I don't know that my cousin was impressed or not, but uh, I I appreciate you. Thanks for uh, spreading the good word. Um, Next shout out goes to Mark Meltzer at Meltz Vegas, friend of the show. So, yeah, I mean, he's the best. Everybody loves melts. Um, But he had sent me a message, and this included um, another Twitter handle. Uh, It was at Eric Sports. This gentleman's name is Eric Rosenthal. Uh Uh-oh. Dun-dun-dun! Then I see at Eric Sports has an email address that says realericrosenthal (laughs) gmail.com. Now I wanted I wanted to be pissed off. I really <laughs> pissed off. And then I looked like a hundred times the followers I have. So, uh, you know, assuming he got them organically, I'm going to admit he's the real Eric Rosenthal. And um, too funny. He tweets a lot about sports betting. It's not me. This guy's uh, growing very very quickly. You should fucking do a meet and greet with this guy. Just off the record. I mean, you really should try. I want to know what two Eric Rosenthal's looking eye to eye look like because it would probably probably blow my mind, I'm sure. 
Okay, and my last shout-out goes to our buddy Ed at Scan720. So Ed uh, took the charge calling out Binions and Four Queens. They put out a video (laughs) marketing their new triple zero roulette, um, which made it appear that there were more ways to win. Yeah. (laughs) So it was uh, disingenuous at best. And Ed had no problem just um, <laughs> ripping them and tagging them. If, if I can just yeah, – I just want to read it because this is – this was Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I stumble oh, on this, but this is oh, fucking hilarious. The last person we expected from too. Right, right. Uh, well, because he's, he's a gentleman. He's always yeah, a gentleman. Of course, yes. Too nice. <laughs> the scum at Queen's LV – and Binion's LV have balls <laughs> to put out a video of triple zero roulette and claim it helps the player. <laughs> then he then um, puts the link for the video hashtag boycott Binion's LV, hashtag boycott four queens LV, bunch of greedy crooks, and then he tagged five hundy, and you can bet on that. And he got a response very quickly. So the video disappeared like, you know, as soon as I received the um, notification, like the video was already (laughs) gone. So Four Queens Hotel Casino replies, thank you for taking the time to address us. We're we're excited to offer new gaming options to people who are interested in those options while still keeping standard games for the guests who prefer those. Unfortunately, we chose our verbiage poorly when discussing this. So, okay, can I reiterate here a little bit? And I will say again, let's 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 call the fucking horse a color. It is Ed is a fucking great guy. Like he really has nothing to say bad about anyone, anywhere, anyhow. So anyway. when he he comes out and says the scumbags <laughs> at <laughs> I was just on the fucking floor because I mean this really obviously he takes a shit to heart. I mean, this is a blew my mind when he said that. It's, yeah, I uh, had to look at the name twice when it when I read it. I was like, is this really from Ed? And, oh, sure enough, that was great. Yeah, yeah. So you know the the reply I find to be. Um, even better. You know, I mean, I guess what are they going to say, right? Like we're not right. Exactly. They're not going to put out like, yeah, we want to put shitty games out there so stupid people will give up higher house edge without gaining any anything for yeah. it whatsoever. Right. Touche, sir. Um, you caught us on our game. I guess we got to go back in the Scooby Doo mystery van and go somewhere else. Right? Yeah. But, hashtag busted. <laughs> <laughs> but but the line we're excited to offer new gaming options to people who are interested in these options. I mean, why don't we just call it a stupid tax and move on? <laughs> right. Right. Anyway, so that's good. And that's good. and I and I want to be fair, for Queens and their social media department, I usually appreciate them. They're usually uh funny with their responses. They're usually right, right. relatively on point. Um, and we don't talk about Four Queens a lot, and I'm sorry that the first time that we're really covering them is this bullshit. Hello uh, to you too, Four Queens. They, yeah, they, I mean, for the most part, they know who they are and they know what they do, but this triple zero roulette downtown is some 
that's some bullshit. And to put out videos where you, you know, try to get a novice gambler and teach them that this is better for them. Yeah. You might've crossed a line or two there. Yeah. They must be learning from Caesars bit by bit. That must be yeah, what's going on. I was just going to say. Yeah, yep. yeah. Awesome. So I got something I wanted to mention to you guys. I know yesterday over Twitter, I shared something uh, about it being the future of crap. So what it was is it was this electronic table and people were still throwing some dice, but basically it's kind of similar to bubble craps. If I don't have it right, am I wrong, Eric? It's kind of, you place your bets in front of you uh, on a digital screen and it just kind of displays it over the big screen and you still roll dice, but it looked like there was only one dealer. I mean, it was, it was kind of interesting. And I know, I think it was at the gaming convention, but it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. It seems it's driving in a lot of comments and stuff on Twitter. So what do you guys think about it? Well, yeah. I, so I, I, I think it was originally shared by Mark Meltzer. He's right. at G2 right now. So, um, what did I think of it? Well, there were a lot of <laughs> lights going on, and uh, yeah. So it, there were basically, I'll, I'll call them, uh, well, they were screens, I think, um, where you would place all of your bets on your screen. There were no chips actually on the table. It looked right, like a glass. Right. Uh, some sort of glass top, no uh, no felt whatsoever. Um, I think somebody mentioned they put something on the glass so that it's not too bouncy, but uh, you know I'm not really sure. And then real dice were thrown, uh, but it looked like all the payouts were handled, you know, electronically. Uh, and there was just that uh, one dealer in the middle, just a the stick person. That was and oh sorry that was my first question no, not, not to not to you know interrupt but that was my first fucking question and so bubble craps you're not even touching the dice this one at least you right. get to touch the dice but there's only one person doing the uh, just a stick man that's all that's happening everything else is automated everything else is electronically divvied out on the table and I and I think I read so I looked it up when I saw it on Twitter and I said you know go back and forth and and it's actually been blown up because a lot of people have opinions on what they want to do what they don't want to do <laughs> so when you talk about the coat like when the when the dice get thrown and it's on glass there's a gel coating that goes on top of that that they're trying to mimic what a felt table would be it's obviously not the same but I did look that up and kind of research that a little bit to see what that looks like but. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, again, I could continue, but I just want to throw those two cents in on that side. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I think the appeal is with the lower overhead and, you know, obviously less salary. You know, you only have one dealer involved. Um, this is probably that cross between, you know, bubble craps, shoot to win and a real table. And I'm going to assume it's going to offer lower minimums than you would find on a on a legit proper dice table. Right. Um, but it it is interesting how vehemently opposed some people are to it. <laughs> I didn't I didn't see like a hundred people jump up and down saying I want this, but there were a number of people that said, "Yeah, I'd probably play it." Yeah. Um, right. I mean, I'll I'll be the first to admit. I would play that. I, yeah, I just would to play say it. you did. I, yeah. Why not? Yeah. My yeah. my initial reaction was literally it would be like throwing dice onto DJ Mo Casaggio's mixers. I mean, there is <laughs> was so many bright. lights and so <laughs> much shit bright. going on on that table between people's yeah. bets flying in 
virtually and stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot going on the table. And I just think if you're already a new craps player, you're probably going to be pushed away because it's it looks enticing, but it's probably a lot going on just like the original game. But I think the uh, the biggest part of the games, which makes it fun for me, is the dealers beating that. When I am playing the yeah. pass line, yeah. <laughs> when I don't, when I play the don't, they don't seem to talk to me very much. But that's okay too. But for the most part, the dealers are a big part of the game for me. Especially, you know, I like to ask them questions like, "Hey, when you play craps, what do you like to play? What bets do you bet? What is your favorite sucker bet?" You know, I like to get to know a little about them. And then the next thing you know, every time you show up to the table, they remember you. They're ready to play, and you know, it's it's part of the game for me. I don't know. I I, I don't think. Playing with just one dealer. I played on the little tub, actually, Eric. I don't know if you played on those, but didn't seem as yep. fun, you know? Wouldn't it be funny if, like, when you played the don'ts, the game actually just shut down and you heard cricket sounds? Just, you know, that's all that's going on, you know, and it kind of mimics what... Sets that, off an that alarm. Would, Look what this asshole's doing. Yeah, exactly. Big, big hand comes out, points at you. You're a fucking prick, dude. God. So the... Here's what I'll say. I don't think this replaces a real craps table. I think no. this is, the, I think this is the next version of bubble craps. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I can see that. Yeah, I think, yeah. this, I think this is for somebody who wants to buy in for 20 bucks and make $5 bets and kind of kill a little bit of time. And they're not, it's not really, you know, for a, a real craps player is going to want a real table. I don't think anybody, uh, is going to sit in for a session on one of these unless, and I'll give credit to Vito because I think it was his point. You know, if all of the felt tables are 15 or 25 minimums, but you could jump on this one for five, right. does that make a difference? To right. Which, yeah, and right. maybe it does. To a people. lot of people it does. Yeah. But you know, you're sure. still not going to have, you're still going to have those traditional players that want that felt, that want that traditional game. It, they'll never go away. It just it. I'm curious on as this roll if it rolls out in the next what two three years whatever have you. What's that equilibrium look like? You know, for who plays this and who doesn't. And you're right. It might be taking over the whole bubble game thing. I know bubble craps. Eh, it's fun. But at the same time, this boy, it looks fun, especially when you got a few in you. You know, I could look at those lights all night long and throw for five dollars minimum. Of what in you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> calm down. It is Vegas or Tijuana. No, it's Vegas. It's Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it just it looked really. It, when I ran by the video, it just it caught my attention. So you could imagine what it's going to be like walking by it in person. It's gonna, it's gonna stop you. You know what I mean? And I think that's a big appeal of it. And most of the games is the lights, the noises it makes, and stuff like that. So. I don't know. I just thought it'd be an interesting topic for sure. So, you know, one of the things that people are really complaining about is, you know, this will cost dealers their jobs. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, I I don't want anybody to lose their job. Right. However, you know, I think the doom and gloom of this being all that the casino offers, it's probably, you know... I don't, I don't see that in our lifetime happening. Um, you know, the nickel and diamond keeps happening, but there's enough people that'll play on a real felt table that they'll still offer that exactly. maybe at a higher minimum. Um, but, uh, I, I, I posed a question when I heard this and I'm only talking about my experience. Anybody who replied and stated what they do and, and how they take care of dealers, 
Um, I, I believe you. I'm not doubting you. I'm not questioning uh, anybody, any, any one person. But I'm going to share my, uh, my experience. Uh, Jay, yeah. you've, played crap, you've played craps with me often enough, right? Um, I, like, to me, the craps dealer, like, if you're going to take care of anybody in the casino, you take care of the craps dealers. Right. Like, right. So I'm good for constant dealer action. Like, I, I never have a bet out there that there isn't one for the dealer. Right. Now, yeah. they're, 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 they're only dollars. They're only piggybacks. But I have them on everything that I have always throughout the session. At a low limit table, like you see at like a like a five dollar table, I don't see a lot of people giving dealer tokes to begin with. Yes, yeah, yeah, I point. agree. That's I mean, unless point. somebody wins a good amount, they're probably going to feel generous exactly. and give a little more. Exactly. But, you know, I'm I'm on the same page with you. I don't play big when I play, but I do play and I enjoy myself and I have a good time with it, but I'm just like you. I'll bet a dollar for the dealers on every point or every number in general, just to see what happens if they roll. If somebody has a decent roll, maybe the dealers made 10 bucks. They're not going to, I'm not Dr. Mike. They're not going to make 9,000, $10,000 after me, but they will, they will know that, Hey, we had them on there. We're looking out for them. We're there for our enjoyment. You know, I mean, in the same aspects, you know, some people comment on the YouTube videos like, you guys are rolling for 45 minutes and you didn't leave with 10 grand. Absolutely not. We're there to enjoy each other's company. We're not there to try and ro- ro- uh, run casinos and we don't feel like we have any kind of advantage. It's just a matter of enjoying yourself. So I think, yeah, you're. that's a big part of it for sure. So I, I guess my question is, and again, I'm, I'm not accusing or pointing at any one person, right. but if, if my experience is at a low limit table, these dealers aren't getting tokes to begin with. Yeah. Like, how about we keep the good dealers, move them to the higher limit tables so that they're actually making some money. There you go. And maybe we don't have to worry about, you know, the $5 table full of fleas that nobody's going to tip. Like I, you know, I, around the country, it's different, right? Like, uh, I can only think of one $5 table in all of Atlantic City. Um, I know if you're downtown, there's a bunch of $5 tables. I don't I don't imagine, you know, mid-strip there being too many $5 tables unless it's 8 a.m. on a Tuesday. Uh, maybe you could find one. Like, maybe, maybe this bridges that gap. It creates a way for people to play lower limit. And if these people aren't tipping the dealers anyway, the dealers probably don't want to be on that game to begin with. Correct. Which makes yeah. them want to earn their way up the whole thing. And it's funny you mentioned that bubble craps because even though we have this new style of craps coming out, we still wouldn't be able to get it in California because it's dice. So, I mean... Oh. We'd, we'd be stuck with bubble craps either goddamn way. You know, I know they have the cars <laughs> down south, but I've yet to play those with the. But, I mean, I know we're stuck with bubble craps over here. Well, here in Utah, <clears throat> there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's tell us about your craps yeah, in Utah. Please. Yeah, I looked I up, I, I looked up how much a lotto was, by the way. I'm like, oh, that's great.
So you can find us at VegasConfessionsPod at gmail.com. Call us at our hotline and leave a message, uh, 559-461-7488. Keep in mind that's three minutes, but that should give you plenty of time to leave a story. If you want to call back, we can add on to that. Remember, folks, we are listener interactive. The more you interact like something as simple as a song request, the less we have to let, yell at you guys to send us all your shit. Also, want to get a hold of us through social media? Don't be a stranger. We'd love to hear from you guys. You can find my brother and second wife at Shane Mields on Twitter. You can find me at Julian Romero 559 on both Twitter and Facebook. Get to know our newest brother from another mother on Twitter at E Rosenthal 1029. Also, you can see videos of all of our group trips and meetups from Las Vegas to Atlantic City on YouTube slash J Romero 559. Do me a huge favor by subscribing to there too. Thank you all and we love y'all. That being said, we thank you folks so much for listening. We hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Do us a huge favor by one, subscribing to the podcast, and two, leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. It always helps spread the word about us and little by little helps people find us. Cheers. Cheers. Peace. (laughs) So I received a call this week um from a regular listener um i'm gonna leave his name out uh for now because there's there's probably some more details to get and i don't think he wants his name out there just yet but um he heard my rant on caesar's entertainment and reached out and wanted to talk about his particular scenario so this gentleman is from the greater Dallas area. And by the way, right, like uh, between Texas and Minnesota, I think we have like the nicest listeners in the world. If I have to move <laughs> somewhere that isn't Vegas, you know, I, I'm going to really look into Texas and Minnesota because these people are always nice. Like, I don't I don't know why they're so much nicer than people in New Jersey, but they are. Man, that's way so, far away, dude, by the way. <laughs> Dallas from Wisconsin. Yeah. Seriously. Um, So I spoke to the gentleman and he shared with me his story of his quest to make seven stars. And 10,000 foot view, basically, he played smart. He used promotions. He gambled enough to achieve 150,000 tier credits. And Caesars said, no offer will be made to you at this time. Jesus Christ. So without getting into like the real meat of the story, um, he's gambled smart. I mean, that's really all there was to it. And he didn't lose enough money for their liking. Now to defend Caesars, they make it a point to say that, you know, they seven stars isn't automatic. They're going to, um, you know, review everything and decide if they're going to offer it to you. That's always been the case. But, but really, you know, as long as I've been dealing with them, it's always been are you bouncing markers? Are you causing trouble? Have you been 86? You know, are there notes on your, like, they're looking to see if you're somebody they don't want in the casino. I only had one conversation with this individual, but 
I believe him. Like when he tells me how he got there and what he did and, and the math behind it, um, it was smart play, but it wasn't yeah. even, it wasn't even advantage play. Really? Yeah. So, you know, it was, um, it was along the lines of what, uh, what a smart gambler would do who is educated in games around the country. And he used his knowledge to get 150,000 tier credits very, very efficiently. But it was all done through gambling. And they said no. Now, <laughs> I, I've got, I, I feel like I've got a couple of uh, places now where I'm I'm holding the torch and I'm I'm asking for people with pitchforks to come with. This is unreal. Like when when the answer and and to be clear, officially they never gave him an answer saying that you haven't lost enough money. But I know they do that. Like this is. Uh, this is really, really troubling that we're at a point now where, as far as I'm concerned, you know, certain loyalty programs and total rewards being one of them, you can't necessarily believe you're going to get what you think you're going to get. And to do anything to reach for these aspirational levels, and pun intended because they removed their levels referred to as aspirations um i don't think it's worth it i don't think it's i don't think it's a smart play you know whenever you're dealing with these programs the top tier is really the one that you know you get most of the benefits right the juice isn't worth the squeeze anymore yeah it's making sense especially if they're not honoring their part and this guy did everything he did that's yeah, it makes sense. It leaves a sour taste in your mouth, man. So, you know, these different marketing programs, and you know, they do all these different things to try to bring you in and get you to come back in and to spend more money. And it's like, you know, they, they welcome you through the front door. And if anything doesn't go exactly as anticipated, like they just look to boot you out the back door. And when, you know, when they say things such as, um, you know, well, like New Arms by invitation only, uh, seven stars, you know, they're going to review your account, things of that nature. There are people who do things that I, I think it's a legitimate business decision if you feel that they've cheated or they're disruptive um, or they're more trouble than they're worth. I think these casinos have every right, or their the marketing departments or whoever's making this final decision, to say no. We don't want to entice you to come back. Um, but just being smart about it—that's you know—that's that's not okay. That is in my mind, um, you know. Uh, as I said in my rant, they're, they're just looking for dumb gamblers and, and anybody you know, who's not it. is out the door. Say that again. Anybody who's yeah. not is out the door. Like that's just what they're there. So let me, your personal opinion, I suppose. 
Caesar's as big as they have gotten, and obviously they're not a monopoly, but they're they're as damn close to it as you can be with MGM and everybody else, you know, going on. Where's that end? Like, where does it end? Do they really think that the in this is going to attract? Where's where are the tides going to break? Does that make sense? Yeah. So Caesars in particular, you know, we see the same thing with uh, non-gaming hotel programs. We see it with uh, airfare loyalty programs. Um, it's really become kind of a shell game, and these major corporations, you know. I think the C-level executives are looking to meet their quarter and they're not going to be there long enough to have to deal with the fallout. So when the fallout occurs, it's going to be somebody else's problem and they continue to be rewarded for their present, not their future. And I think we've, we've, we're starting to see, you know, the nickel and diming in Vegas. We're starting to see these people, uh, these people, the, the public kind of recognize that in many cases, you know, the emperor's not wearing any clothes. Like this is, this is some exactly. bullshit that's happening. Exactly. Right? But, but my whole thing is where, where are we going to tow the line as the public? Because it doesn't well, seem think, like that's happening yet. Well, I, I well I think it's starting. I think there are um, there's a number of smart people out there that are speaking their mind, and you know Caesar's has been my my whipping boy uh, as of late, <laughs> but they're not they're they're not the only ones. And as this continues, you know we need to be pretty upfront and, and spread the word because, you know, this gentleman in particular, while, like I said, I've, I spoke to him on the phone, uh, for the first time, I, I, I believe him. I, I know people who have been denied seven stars before. Some of them were advantage players. Some of them, they've done some things where it, it's possible that, you know, I might even agree with the casino that you, you probably don't want to incentivize these people. <laughs> that's, that's not what this is. It, just straight up, that's not what this is. So and here, if being, here's my question for you. If they, they still haven't told him, look, I'm sorry, you haven't lost enough money to reach our top tier status. Right. What is, what? What would your next move be? Do you look at a new loyalty program? Do you start looking more into private personal hosts? Do you, what, what? I mean, what is the guy? I mean, I know we. You're gonna still go back and forth with him in the future, but I mean, what's ultimately? I'm sure he feels like a slap in the face too, because everything he thought he was gonna work for, he now doesn't get. I mean. Well, essentially. Well, so. again, you know, and I, I just throw it out there. Your comment where, okay, he hasn't lost enough money right. to get another tier status. Isn't that comment right, right there kind of fucked up? Right? That's oh, it, reality, it is. But yeah. I, yeah, yeah, but I want to be clear. They never said that. I'm right. saying yeah. right. That's that our thing, I'm, too. But yeah. I'm saying that that is their reasoning. 
taking advantage of promotions that they offer and playing by their rules allowed him to generate the tier credits required for far less money than they expect your average uh, seven stars card holder to be worth to them. But right. they, keep, they keep turning the screws and yep. it's really, it's really, you know, so to answer your question, Jay, where said, so where do you go from here? Yeah. I am, I'm not worried about loyalty with any of these programs anymore. Yeah. I'm going to get my offers through uh, my play. And mm-hmm. frankly, you know, what they're doing, and it's not just Caesars, uh, you know, Boyd just pissed off a lot of people. MGM oh. has certainly pissed off a lot of people. Right, right. Penn oh, National yeah. pissed off a lot of people. Um, I, I think their loyalty programs have disincentivized loyalty. And for anybody who can do the math and figure out that, well, you know what, now there's more risk than reward, I'm out. Yeah. You know, it's funny too with that being said. So it worked so well for so long, not so long, for a certain amount of time where this was an incentive incentive to be part of this. Now that that's kind of breaking over, how fast do you think they're going to scramble to try to reinvent something else, to try to back up and do something new, something different, something that uh, as they see those people dying off or breaking off, you know, there's a timeline. There's got to be a timeline there, you know. There, I I think there is a perception from uh, different, uh, at least casino executives that I've heard speak, not all revenue is good revenue. Right, which I, I think is generally true. Right. Sure. Yeah. And and really we should focus on profitable players and everybody else can go someplace else and be somebody else's headache. Um and I've I've experienced these conversations. I believe that it might be a little short sighted. I might be too close to this to give you an objective viewpoint. Um, but I don't believe that pushing away the smaller player or pushing away the smarter player um, is is going to work long term, right? And and we're kind of at this point in time where you know casino stocks are struggling because nobody thinks they're going to hit their projections, right? Yeah, right. That's a general statement that doesn't that doesn't apply to anybody. And to be clear, that was not an uh, not a recommendation. Um, in any way, shape, or form, let me cover my ass professionally. Um, <laughs> but but these are these are real these are real issues. And if you're telling me that the millennials aren't gambling, and you're telling me that those in their 40s and 50s we're now going to siphon out who's the most profitable and push everybody else away, uh, you know, there's not that many gamblers in the world. Right. Exactly. We gotta. We're gonna have consolidation somewhere, and I I really don't see how um, taking somebody who had to put quite a lot of money at risk, and you know, admittedly did it. Uh, I, I tip my cap to him. It, it was it was very well thought out and well done. He still put his money at risk. He he was actually gambling, 
and right. he was gambling by their rules, and it still wasn't good enough. So I, I don't know where we go from here. Um, I think we're going to have follow-up on this story as well. I'm uh, hoping our friend from Dallas is uh, willing to share his story on the show once he has uh, some closure to this. Yeah, where I mean, uh, that would be a great, you know, close encounter. You know, from what's yeah. going on, what he says. I mean, I, and that's what's so sad. You know, as I get a prediction, and I try to ask. You know, where do you think that the kettle's going to tip? I, you know, the reality is, we, I don't think we know. We, we just really don't have that. Here's here's you know? the best answer I can give you. Okay, um, I'm admittedly, uh, what's the term that I use? Uh, bougie Jew. as fuck. And the next trip, my plan is to stay at the plaza. Gamble at the Plaza. Gamble at Ellis Island. Yeah, I was gonna, right? so like, I was going like to bring those, that those, up. Those things, those things don't go together. <laughs> so right? No, there's a disconnect. And, and the answer is, I'm going where I believe my money will earn loyalty in both directions. Correct. And and neither place, whether it be the Plaza or it be Ellis Island, do I really care about their tier-based benefits i'm building a relationship with people i'm going to go have a good time and you know i the strip offers an experience the companies on the strip downgrade that experience correct correct wow and that couldn't have been said any better yeah right there. no that, i mean that's a hundred percent that's awesome yeah that's yeah. absolutely because, right because you know they they have they're running out of fuel and what they want to do you know i came home the other day and my wife usually checks the mail and and i had something from ellis island sitting there that was the promotion what can you get this month room rates you know gambling food it's the small little quaint boutique personality casinos that can afford and can can do that i really hope that that plays well in that kind of i hope that expands i hope that goes bigger than and the strip sees these little underdogs coming up that that means more than it does at somebody playing on a you know a great table at bellagio you know I, i i don't know you know well we'll see where it comes from well stay tuned we'll update you from here all right, so on a, on a somber note, because that whole topic and, <laughs> you know, it, it's something that needs to be discussed, but it really isn't, you know, it's not very jovial, but it does need to be discussed. Um, we're going to kind of wrap up this episode on this side. I want to say that, you know, obviously we advertised it, but we do have the trip coming up November 9th. Again, if you want to go to oceans14xl.com. You can see the whole itinerary, what we're doing and and what's going on. Fantastic way to put everything together. Uh, I I think we're going to be more kind of running around than anything. I I think there's really not a lot of downtime there, which is awesome. You know, we got people coming from all over. Uh, I can't wait to do it. And again, the live thing at uh, Papa Pizza. So that's going to be our live Vegas Confessions podcast. Um, Who else has anything on their side? I got one quick one, just real quick. I forgot to mention in our shout-outs, but a very cool guy also reached out this week, Steve Vinny from back east as well. He bought a Vegas Confessions T-shirt, and same thing. He wants (laughs) to be representing us. So, again, man, love getting good words from people. And to know new people are listening from all over, I mean, that's exciting to me, man. That's why we started doing this, just for the fun of it. So thank you, guys. That's right. All right, I've got one as well. 
So, so friend of the show, Craig Shacklett from URComp.com, um, he's got a trip that um, uh, we will be promoting and I will be going on. So Anthem of the Seas, leaving Cape Liberty, New Jersey, going to Bermuda December 6th. Uh, this is right Whoa. after the Biloxi trip. A lot of the feedback that I've gotten from my uh, Northeast friends is that Biloxi's not so easy to get to. Um, you know, we'd like to go, but the timing isn't right. Well, I, or maybe, you know, it's, it's looking a little too costly with airfare. Here's another option. So December 6th, Anthem of the Seas. Um, if you go through Craig, you can qualify for a casino rate. You can qualify for it to be comped based on your rated play. Uh, we've got a group of people going. So if you are coming to Biloxi and you want to extend the trip and uh, spend some more time with myself and my friends, um, give Craig Shacklett a call. You can go on urcomped.com. Um, and you can request information on that cruise. Uh, tell them that VC sent you. Uh, we're not uh, looking for any affiliate agreement. I just, uh, you know, like to spread the word. He's a, a good guy, a good friend, and uh, maybe come hang out and uh, throw some dice on the uh, anthem of the seas. Hope you guys can make it. Very cool. Spread the word. That is always the key line. Spread the word, people. Uh, one more thing that I wanted to put out there is we had some really good feedback with um, the history segment. So it was kind of one of those mystery, you know, reverse things. Um, so we might be doing it again. Hopefully you guys liked it. Uh, and, uh, you know, we try to bring something to the table every time that you guys want to hear. And it's kind of hodgepodge, but hopefully you enjoy it. Um, from all of us here at Vegas Confessions, I'm still Shane. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Soon I discovered that this rock thing was true. Jerry Lee Lewis was the devil. Jesus was an architect previous to his career as a prophet. All of a sudden, I found myself in love with the world. So there was only one thing that I could do it was ding a ding dang, my dang along, ling long.
Jesus built my car. It's a love affair. Mainly Jesus and my hot rod. Yeah, fuck it.